814 podcast and how sweet it is, folks. How sweet it is. The Toronto Blue Jays swept a cat shit baseball team. It feels incredible to be at the top of the mountain. Avery, what a weekend, but what a weekend for you, buddy. How are you feeling? You're banged up. You're taking naps at fucking 6 p.m. today. Yeah, no, I just slept from 6:30 to 10 o'clock, uh, right in time for this. So that tells you kind of how I'm I'm feeling this weekend. What a what a time we had. Bar night, I guess we'll go right into it. Bar night was just, I mean, I think, and you could maybe talk to me about this. I think in your mind, you didn't think that many people would show up, right? Be honest. Like, you didn't think, I was telling you the numbers, right? Well, I never think anyone's going to show up. That's just how I work. Okay, so, but in, well, how were you? How surprised were you with, like, it, there was way over 100 people there. There was a lot of people there. Yeah, yeah. It was. It, I guess I didn't think about people that we that we knew that would come out, too, right? So... At one point, that place was fucking packed. <laughs> it was insane. <laughs> that and all the chirpers out there, all little gate fourteen naysayers. The ratio wasn't bad. I'll say the ratio wasn't bad. I yeah, it got it was bad at the start. Midway through, prime time of the night, good ratio. I'll say great ratio. And shout out our guy Jimmy Abel's man. <laughs> He was the guy that brought all the women there. It was crazy. Everyone there was there with Jimmy. It yeah. was like the talk of the town with the That's females. Because I sent you that message as well. Um, someone I used to work with, like one of my buddies, heard through the grapevine at work that some girls talking about the Gate 14 event because through Jimmy. He's like, yeah, who's he texted me, who's this Jimmy guy? So Jimmy's the fucking best. You just that's, all you, that's all you, you need just, to know. You, you just got to know. But yeah, no, Barnight was awesome, man. Uh, Judah, should we tell a story? Oh, yeah. Judah kicked <laughs> out. So we just get to the bar. We all order drinks, right? Whatever. Um, And Judah comes in. Obviously, he was there waiting for us. Hardest working man in showbiz. And Alto, was it Alto or me? It might have been me. I think it might have yeah. been me. I give Judah a vodka Red Bull who's obviously 18 years old and security immediately, immediately walks over and is like, you, we can't be doing that. And I was like, Oh fuck. Apparently he came up to him and said, um, you look really young. I'm going to have to see your ID. And so Judah just going through his backpack. One of the classic ones where you take a little longer than you should to try and find that ID, hoping that maybe he goes away, but that guy's not going away. He's just waiting to see how old you are. And I was shocked, shocked. They didn't kick him out. Um, so yeah, that was, that, that was awesome. Most like if you, if you, if you were Alto would have got, I forgot who it was. I really wish it was you. So I could have like made, I think it was you. Cause I tweeted that you tried to get him kicked out. I think yes. you gave him the vodka Red Bull and Judah can, he'll respond to this at some point and we'll get it. We'll get a full statement, but I think it was you. Very, it might've been me. Very it funny. Been me. Like he drove from London and we almost got him kicked out within within seconds of the thing. <laughs> it would have been so fucked. And shout out Judah, man. Seriously. I mean, that drive is nothing, nothing to shake a stick at. It's a very long drive from London to uh, Taco Taco. And he left fairly late. Like, I, I don't know what time he got back at. I know a lot of our listeners uh, came from a long way, a decent amount of them. So thank you to everyone that showed up, man. Um, there's a little bit like a little bit of a vlog video come out. I, I didn't want to record a lot of the stuff. Obviously, I just kind of was living in the moment, as Matthew McConaughey said, just living. But you the, you were living in the moment. That's for sure. Do you, I was buzzing it around. I was snapping it around. Uh, that was a great night. It really was. I, I want to do another one, obviously, maybe in the offseason or start of next year, maybe with a bang or I don't know. But 
that was fucking incredible. The yeah. people that showed up, they had me and you, like me and you were signing, autographing Zin cans, fucking Modellos. It was crazy. They ran out of Modellos. We shut the bar. They had no more Modellos left. Yeah. Name a place where that crew shows up and doesn't drink them out of Modellos. Just happens everywhere they go. Idiot but it was fun. awesome. I had like a bunch of buddies that like I didn't even invite or I don't know how they knew about it. And I hadn't seen them in years show up. So thank again, thanks to everyone who, who came out. We got we do have to do that again. It's, I think yeah. I think off season's great for it because it was kind of perfect. Um Jay's game ended and then it got to like once an eleven o'clock hit, just everyone who was at the game ended up coming over and just like, okay, that's where everyone was. It was awesome. Thank you. Like I said, again, it's still crazy to me. I, I said it in my speech, I think. I don't really remember what I said in that speech. I was I was drunk, hand up. I was drunk. But obviously, when you're, I, I was getting drinks handed to me, shots handed to me, and I just said no to – I never said no. It was just like I, – I, it was insane. I, I, I don't think I – I maybe bought one or two rounds. but Oh, dude, I, I ran up a tab. I would, Really? At yeah. your own event? Yeah, I did run up a tab. It's because, like, when all my buddies came – I was just buying them drinks to thank them for coming out, you know. So you, so you want beauty mode? You want yeah, beauty but mode. it's still like my buddies, so it's not not that big of a deal. Yeah, but no, that was fucking awesome. That was a lot. Yeah, of fun. Alto was the star of the show too. All of our listeners just love Alto now. They're asking for him for pictures and shit like that. It's electric. So, uh, you love to see our boys eating. We're all eating. Shout out Curtis was there. Curtis put on a clinic there too. <laughs> uh, but Curtis no, is it, my favorite person on earth, man. Whenever. Whenever I see him in that setting, he's just the happiest guy ever. There's... He really is. He really is. So let's go into Saturday. So I, like I said, again, successful. The video will be coming out. I don't know when. Judah will be editing it. Um, I'm excited to hear my speech. Like I said, I don't know what I said in it, but I know I put on a master class, uh, whatever. That's why I made, I made the business decision not to talk during that. Alto up there, too. Just getting roasted in the comments by our boy Adam. That was funny. But let's go into Saturday. So you were at a wedding. Let's go into your week. Let's go into your Saturday first. Then we'll go into the my monumental historical Saturday that I had. Yeah. So you were at a wedding. You were fucking mangled, man. So oh my- you 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 had a Johnny Junta weekend, dude. I threw I threw up before five o'clock at the wedding in the handicapped bathroom. Yeah, yeah. It was a beautiful bathroom. It was just just perfect. I didn't know there was actual bathroom. So, but it was like I was still reeling from the night before. Like I hadn't fully. I had sobered up, but I just didn't feel good all day. And then again, open bar, double vodka cokes. I was doing. I I think I had like ten of them in a row. Who the fuck drinks vodka cokes, Avery? Dude, I'm telling you, they are awesome. No, they're not. Okay, keep going. So you, because you, you texted us in the group chat. Me and Alto were just sitting watching the Jays game, and Avery set, sends a text. I just puked in the handicap bathroom. <laughs> so how did that like how did that night end up? Because you you were mangled, obviously. How did it end? Like were you just continue you just continue to be that fucked up? Or like did you sober up? You go to bed early? What happened? No, no, I I was just kind of fucked up all night, but I can keep it between the lines pretty well. You see, I can't. That's yeah, yeah. So I just kept drinking the whole night at that pace. Like I was I was pretty, pretty drunk, but I I there was way drunker people than I was trying to just push pace as well. Like what one of the guys threw up on the floor um, of the venue. They were just like really, really drunk people, but it was a good time. So shout out to Kirk and Kim. Chris Roach was there. One of my favorite people in the whole the wide best. world He's the to best. drink with. He, he was just, he was nervous before the wedding. So like he, he was, was getting married. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. He's like, guys, I'm, I'm kind of nervous before we leave. And he was just doing the thing where he drinks a ton of pink Whitney and gets really fucked up. So but, are you, so that was your second wedding. You said you would recap. What's your thoughts on weddings? 
I loved that. I had a great time at that wedding because I, I knew the people. I don't think I, I'd really like a wedding where I don't know the people. Yeah, like a distant relative or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Or I'm like the plus one to someone else's thing. That's that's not for me. Like Kim and Kirk's ceremony went so quick too. Like we went and sat down. It took 10 minutes. No shit. And it was like we just got after it and started drinking. So I, I really enjoyed that wedding because I knew the people there and I knew yeah. the people getting married. And like even the stories, like best man speech, I knew all the stupid shit that he did. So it was awesome to like recap that. Just th- I just think it's different. I'm going to hate in three years when I get married, when every fall weekend is filled with a wedding. I, I won't be doing that. I, I like, I don't think that's going to be a thing. I don't know. I, so this is my thing, Abe. This is my thing. All right. So you're, the thing about weddings is, and you make a great point. Like you have to know everyone, right? Like, I'm trying to explain. Like, you can't go to a wedding and like not know. It's just awkward. That like I'm I'm not really a big wedding guy with that type of stuff. I like, want to go to a wedding of people that I know. But I guess yeah, there, there's a little because it, it was a really like enjoyable day. I thought being I hate the reception it. stuff. Call me fucking miserable. I hate the reception and the, like the small talk and like just the the terrible dad jokes, like the the master of ceremonies or whatever, like the pastor or oh. the fuck it is makes. So I hate the, that the, stuff. The guy who was the MC was uh the bride's older brother so it was just like funny he was chirping the leaves at one point which everyone hated um but i i didn't know small talk um i did fall in love for a little bit really how did yeah. that turn out um we oh great that's you guys fine. hit it off you got oh, yeah i think she was she i was on my johnny junta shit she was probably like 50 so that was great and then don't <laughs> ever say johnny junta shit with that again all right yeah. But yeah, no, no. <laughs> she had because I was just chain smoking cigarettes again. And the my we mom, saw we saw I uh, I get home and my mom. The first thing she says, is, if I see pictures of you smoking cigarettes again, like I'm going to be really mad. So she was already really mad. Of course, she hates that. She's like, you're going to kill yourself. I was like, I, I know. Like, I quite well, if that, if that I, doesn't kill you. Something else will. I know. I was like, I quite literally like just try and kill myself with what I do every weekend. <laughs> So I think I'm going to be okay, mom. But now that my mom hates the pictures, I know it's great stuff. It, so yeah, the- that's when you know it's good content. That's <laughs> yeah. when you know it's good content. But let's go. Let's go into mine. So obviously, I think I hinted out earlier in the week. I, I talked about um, going out with Schneider on Saturday, but I didn't know the vibe that this was going to be right. So like, I, I was like, I told him to come over to Altos. So that's me and also Riley Mitchell. Shout out Riley Mitchell gave gave me tickets to the game. On Saturday. So me and Alto went to the game Saturday. By the way, so banged up. Like, I hated every second of this game. Oh, I so, I know how you felt, man. Yeah, so we go to the game Saturday, and I'm like, still Texas Schneider. I'm like, yo, are we are you still coming over? Yeah, fuck yeah. He's like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm coming over. So he comes over on the Saturday. Alto and Curtis bought a John, uh, Davis Schneider jersey at the game. <laughs> well, Alto bought it for them. And... He's like, we're going to get this sign and hang it on the wall on Spadina. And we're like, I'm like, that's the most genius idea. Why haven't we done that for everyone? Why didn't we do that with Bryson? Why didn't we do that with everyone else and all that type of stuff? It was a great idea. So anyway, Schneider comes over. It's a little awkward at first, obviously, because he only knows me and stuff like that. But then Jimmy start, Jimmy comes and, <laughs> and Alto and Curtis, like, and we are just buzzing. Like, he is drinking Modelo's with the boys. Obviously, he didn't have a lot. Like, he had probably like two or three at, at the house before we went to the bar. And I was like... Alto's like, yeah, like we're gonna go out tonight, Paris, Texas, all that type of stuff. And uh I was like, I kind of was like, 
oh, you have a game tomorrow. Like, are you going to come out or whatever? So, yeah, I come out. Like, we're going to, we're going out early anyway. So, we, it's Paris, Texas, right? So, you have to go early. Um, but anyway, so we're, we're off the pre and stuff like this. And then the Polaroid comes out. Yes. And, and the picture of me and Loop, the picture of me. So, Alto, for people that know, Alto has a wall full of like Polaroid pictures of like the girls that come over, like just like, just funny shit, like just memories of like uh, Spadina, like uh, the Taylor. And there's a picture on there of drunk Jordan Luplo with a Toronto Maple Leafs. I want it. It's like a TJ Brody helmet and using the vacuum as a hockey stick. So they're like that, that picture's on there. And there's like a Musgrove picture and everything like that. So I post my Instagram picture and we go down to pre at these girls place and Luplo comments under it, get Schneider in the hockey helmet. So Schneider's like, what is that? And so we go back upstairs. We throw the hockey helmet on Schneider and put the vacuum on him. And he, we get the funniest Polaroid pictures of Schneider in this hockey helmet and thing. We put it on the wall. Then he autographs the jersey. We hang the Schneider jersey on the wall in the Spadina. And so Schneider comes out with us. And I'm not going to put my own tires here. But we're going out, and a lot of people are noticing me. They're screaming gate 14, gate 14, gate 14, and then they're seeing Schneider behind me. And Schneider was looking at me. He's like, what the fuck, dude? He's like, I, I can't believe this. Like, I, I didn't realize it was, like, this type of big or whatever. So people are coming up to me and him, like, asking me and him for, like, pictures with both of us, all that type of stuff. So this is the funniest part of the night. Curtis, who I wouldn't say he's a big baseball fan, right? You know, like, he, he even – he was telling Schneider when he was drunk. He's like, yeah, I'll be honest with Schneider. Like, I'm just a Fairweather fan. Like, I don't give a fuck about baseball. Like, earlier in the year, he's telling the Schneider. So Curtis is taking a piss, and he is talking – this is the funniest story ever. He's talking to this dude with this massive Cuban link chain in the bathroom at Paris, Texas. There's only one – there's only one – uh, pisser like the, the, there's two yeah. bathrooms and then horrible bathroom set yeah. up there horrible bathrooms so curtis is just shooting the shit with this guy right with this like tall guy with a man bun like obviously obviously professional athlete alto walks in and he's like what the fuck henny cabrera henny cabrera was in the bathroom just just having a normal conversation with curtis and curtis had no idea it was him and alto goes henny and Henny looks at him and goes, shh. <laughs> Didn't want people knowing he was there. And Alto was like name drop. He's like, yeah, like David Schneider's here with us, like your teammate. And Henny apparently was like, yeah, yeah, oh, oh, Davis is there. Apparently, Davis is like, so we Alto and Curtis come back with a big smile on their face. Like, they're, they're like, Henny's here. Henny's here. Alto's like, and we're like, yeah, we told him you were here. And Davis is like, he has no fucking idea who I am. He's <laughs> like, Schneider's like, he has no fucking idea who I am. He's not going to come over here. He doesn't even know who the fuck I am. He probably was just saying, yeah, yeah, to get Alto and Curtis to just shut the fuck up. So Henny Cabrera is just randomly at Paris, Texas on a Saturday that comes in today and just shoves the fucking door against the Royals. He was like the Cuban link, everything. He apparently was like dripped out and Curtis is having a drunk conversation with the guy randomly. And yeah. Alto was just like, well, that's the thing. Like those guys probably aren't like they're not drinking that much. They're just there with the people there. They're there with. Right. So it's like you have conversations with drunk idiots that know who you are as a professional athlete you're not you're not gonna love that ever but, but yeah I, I, we, we were sitting outside and then like once me so curtis wanted to continue to want to take laps inside so we're taking laps inside with schneider and like i'm getting noticed he's getting noticed but he was getting noticed so this is it starts getting crazy it's like people are starting to come up to him like a lot and like asking our picture so he's like let's go the fuck outside bro so we yeah. just went outside and just chilled in the duck but about david schneider he wasn't really he left at like 11 like he, he wasn't there for a while he was probably there for like an hour but um, because obviously, like I said, he had a fucking play today. But <laughs> it was funny. Like 
So he got a beer when we got there and he was just nursing it the entire time. Yeah. And every time someone would buy him a beer or Curtis, I would have to fucking drink it. So I was mangled at this point. Like I was just getting after whatever. And Schneider was just like, uh, so we went to that event tonight and we were just like the entire drive home. Cause I drove Schneider back after the event tonight, baseball town. We were just talking about it the entire, he's like, Oh, I fuck Curtis. Also is the best. Like <laughs> Jimmy's the best guy ever. Like they were just talking about how good of a time it was. It was the best. So David Schneider, I wish you were there, Abe, because he actually, Schneider asked where you were. He's like, yeah, where's Avery? Where's Avery? I was like, yeah, he's fucking, he's at a wedding. But you got to, you got to meet Schneider, bro. You got to go over them or just have a The beer fact that he's younger than we are is, just doesn't seem right. It doesn't. It doesn't feel right. Like, he's no. my brother's age. He's a 99. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, my brother's age as well. It's just wild. I, I can't wrap my head around it. But anyway, so we did that event tonight, Baseball Town, uh, with the walk-off pod. And while we get there, oh, J- J- uh, Jay Jackson gets de- like gets sent down right when we're there, and I'm I'm carpooling with these guys. Like I drove Jay Jackson and uh, Schneider home, and it was like awkward for a little bit. Like we were, I was just fucking whatever, just having good conversations with Schneider, and Jay was in the back, like on the phone, or you could tell he was a little bit sad. Yeah. And then he did the tweet, "Do not disturb." Tweet in my car. He did that. That 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 tweet was from my car. He tweeted DND. <laughs> So you we just you could tell he was a little bit like hurt about that and stuff like that, but um, Dude, great that guy. sucks. Yeah, that's like He's the worst guy. time. Schneider's worst time the right. best though, man. I'll tell you what, he is. Uh, it, that was a fun night. It, all we say this is what every guy we meet, I guess technically, because all the guys are really nice to us. But he is something. He is just like the blue collar. He was just chirping, chirping, talking to Jimmy. It was the best. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm so happy he came out with us. I think like I would that. like to hear Jimmy have a conversation with every. Jimmy Toronto said the Blue. funniest thing to Schneider. So I'll tell the story. So our buddy Jimmy was like the Schneider. Listen, I'm not trying to fanboy here. I don't want to care. Like I'm not going to fanboy, fanboy this, fanboy that. How awesome did that home run at Fenway Park feel? <laughs> Jimmy's like, is it better than sex? He's like, is it better than sex? And Schneider's like, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. It was, it was the best. Jimmy's the, it was all-time weekend. All-time weekend from the boys. But uh, that picture broke the fucking internet. That, my phone was, exp- that, dude, it just. You're just going to take every. Every picture on that couch. How I many? Should. How many Insta pictures do you have on that? A couch? decent amount. Yeah, that's a decent awesome. amount. But uh, yeah, it, it was. Uh, I'm, I'm happy he came out. Ernie was supposed to come out, and then he, his him his girlfriend and uh, and he like kind of felt a little like he didn't feel too good, so he didn't come out. He's like, "Beers on me next time." So I was like, "Let's fucking ride, Ern dog." <laughs> but uh, we play. But- so for me, end of my weekend, you had baseball town today. I I went from the wedding, the four o'clock sleep. At the field at nine o'clock for our games against McMaster today, too. And let me tell you, I felt fucking horrendous all day today. But Hawks won two, two games we won today. So they're back. Yeah. Got, got a big trip to Sudbury next weekend, too, for the fellas. So you can't go to Morgan Wallen. Um, well, what day is Morgan Wallen again? Saturday. Can't go to Morgan Wall on Saturday. I'm gonna start. Listen, listeners out there, I'll send you guys my email. Let's start a GoFundMe to get me to Morgan Wall. <laughs> uh, why not? Why not? But uh, let's go into the series, man. The Jays swept Avery. I, I don't know how they made it difficult, but these motherfuckers finally swept a dog shit team. And honestly, ten and five over that stretch. I know I said eleven and four for the se- series to be over, but I'll take ten and five. Ten and five is good. Just it had to be. 10 and 5, but the Rangers had to do what they did. Which like just catastrophic shit. Yeah, just, Rangers, just yeah. suck. And the Mariners, too. Like the Mariners are shit again. Perfect. Right? Yeah. Like, but the thing is, though, we're getting in weird waters here, Avery. 
That's second wild card spot. We're oh, in dude. it right now. Nightmare fuel at the trop. I see. I don't care. I just need playoff baseball. But the thing is, though, is I I kind of I, I'm slowly starting to tease myself, talk myself into let's get that redemption story there at the trot. Why not? Why not? The Jays are hot coming into that. Why not? But we're going to see the Rays 15 more times before the end of the season, right? We two series against them. Yeah. I so the Jays sweep them, then they gain ground, and maybe that maybe the Jays get a home game again. That would fucking rock. <laughs> only that would like, rock. Only seven and a half back of the Rays. That's doable. Yeah, that's doable. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're going we're running into Yankee fan territory now. But yeah. no, it's uh, this is this series this week is. I know it means a lot still, but the Rangers have to win three out of four to get back into a playoff spot against the Jays right now. Like, it, it's not. It, I you know can, it's a lot you of, can you can kill them though. Like if the, it's a three out of four for the Jays, it it fucking really hurts the Rangers. Yeah, like you could put their you could put your foot on their neck now. Like you can actually like knock them the fuck out because um they do end up facing the Mariners and the Astros stuff like that a decent amount I think to end off the year. So this series is literally make or break for the Texas Rangers. Like they, if they don't do well this series, they're fucking done, dude. Like they're pretty much as close to done as possible. Jays take three or four. That means they gain two more games of ground, three and a half games up with two weeks to go, right? Like, it's hard to make up that much ground in two weeks. So, I this is I'm excited for it, Avery, man. I, but before we go into that, let's go into the series uh, that the Jays had this weekend. All three games were the exact same, pretty much. <laughs> like, except the Saturday one, the Friday game, hand up, Avery. I generally thought they were going to lose that on bar night. I thought they were going to lose that on bar night. That would have been catastrophic because. It would have been good to just drink the sorrows away with everyone, but that was the one it had you had to win. And thank God they fucking did, but it not make it easy enough on themselves. Like, okay, so obviously Blanco hits that home run in this third inning. Jay's down one nothing. Bobachet ties it. But right after Bobachet ties it, they give the lead immediately back and the sky is falling. It's like, oh, season's over, this, that. And you know who comes through? The man that just got back from the aisle, Bobachet is such a massive I, this isn't a hot take or it's not not this, this is the most obvious shit ever the difference bobachet makes to this lineup is fucking absurd and and this is why i'm saying you have to pay him before paying vladdy because you take vladdy out of this lineup i know he's been good the past couple of weeks that's fine the lineup it's not it's not like it's a drastic difference without vladdy right ave like without Bo, it is but a drastic difference his war would show that he's a replacement level player right now. Yeah, he is. Exactly. Bose is not, right? Like no. Yeah, it's just I don't know, man. But Bobashet comes through, nice little double piece against uh I forgot who that was off of. Um I mean the Jays pitched 80 guys that day. Off that of Alec Mar or Hern Hernandez too. Yeah. yeah, it was Marsh. But uh it just that was that they needed a game like that where they came back. I mean, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. with that double. By the way, Avery, he's starting to hit these little pull side balls like 115 off the bat again. It looks awesome. Camera guy thought the ball was in the third deck once. Yeah, it's just I, I I've had I couldn't be more out on these camera guys lately. I couldn't. But Ernie Clement again, RBI single, our guy coming through. Um, let's go to the Romano stuff, Avery. Where are we out here with this guy? He tried his hardest to blow that game on Friday. <laughs> He did. Jays so, are up two. He gives up a he gives up one. He walks two. It was actually, I think, first and second, actually, at one point. And they were down one. Like 
it's it was not easy on that game Friday. Did you think they were going to lose that? Yeah, I always think the worst. So I thought it was was over. Then maybe a walk off in the ninth would have been nice. But yeah, Jordan Romano, the Velo was down big time in that outing as well. Um, so just interesting with Romano, how he can look so good and then so bad the next day. But again, you trust him out out there. He's an elite guy, no matter what you say. Um, the numbers would prove that he's an elite guy. So the slider was down like a mile an hour, like even more. So where are you at? Like, okay. I fucking like he was a slider. He threw 16 sliders that one. And he threw one in every three sliders he threw in the zone. He just didn't throw a so lot of strikes. They were just spitting on it. Is that why yeah. like, he had two walks, right? And like uh, gave up a couple of the hits. But like, I know but before the Romano stuff, though, where are you at here, Avery, with the pulling a Kikuchi really early? I think I talked about this with you on Friday at Bar Night or when we were in the room or something like that. But like pulling him at like 75 pitches when he's kind of carving, like he wasn't getting shelled. Like, let's look at his stat line here. I mean, Kikuchi, he he was five innings, one earned run, eight strikeouts, and they pull him. Like, what what are we doing here? It's just like, where, they, where, it's what they where are you at? Like, well, do, do you you have to give the guy a leash? He's like, he was he was carving. They've done it all year, and we get mad at it every time. Like, would you? But this is my thing. Like, you talk about the bullpen being taxed and all this type of stuff, overworked. That is the definition of overworking your bullpen by pulling a pitcher who is shoving at 74, whatever amount of pitches it was, through five innings with one earned run and eight strikeouts. Like, he wasn't showing any signs of slowing down or not looking good. He really, he really, car- he was carving at eight strikeouts. His off speed was looking incredible. And John Schneider pulls him. Like, do you think that conversation might have been had? Like with Kikuchi, like, man, why am I getting pulled here at fucking 74 pitches? Like, no, he, went, let he, me, got, to, he got to 88. 88, 88? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Whatever it was. But I'm just saying, though, in general, I know someone just punched in the steering wheel now when I said that 74 pitches like eight times, but 88 <laughs> pitches. You got to have a little bit long, longer of a leash there. Like, I, at least let him start the sixth, right? He walks a guy maybe or whatever, but. I see, I, I struggle with the fact. Like, am I am I more frustrated at the decision to pull all our guys early, or am I would I be really mad if we make the decision and always pull our guys too late? Yeah, and I don't know how I feel with a bullpen it. like this. You can justify pulling guys early, though. I get that. That makes yeah. sense. So right? it's Kikuchi in the middle of this year was getting pulled extremely early, like earlier than this. I yeah. thought where he was visibly frustrated every time he got taken out because the first sign of trouble, they weren't giving him that leash at all. It was, hey, like fifth inning, guy's kind of carving. He walks one guy right away, changed right to the bullpen. Yeah. Um, so I think they have given him a little bit of a bigger leash based on some situation, trusting him to get out of these more often. But again, rosters expand, another bullpen arm we have, and we have a good bullpen, so I don't mind using it, but like it doesn't feel like they've been that taxed, right? The bullpen these days. As of late, no. Definitely not as late. But that Friday game for sure. I think you threw four or five separate guys there. Yeah. Right? Cause, like cause Hicks that threw... doesn't help. Yeah, there's a lot of guys through the bullpen that time. I think I'm on the side of pulling people early. I'll I'll say it. It's frustrating as fuck when you go and see it, but I think it's I think it has been the right decision a lot of these times. Yeah, 
But going into like the other things though, like what I don't understand the pulling of him early for guys that have been struggling. Like Trevor Richards has been historically bad. We broke that down last podcast, I believe, over a, a 11 ERA or whatever it is. What where are you at with the Silver Fox here, Avery? Confidence wise. <laughs> I'm not talking about leaving him off the playoff roster, obviously, but no. he has shown a lot of signs of not being good in the past week or so. Like these numbers are very bad, right? Yeah. Just not getting the same amount of swings. I think the fastball is getting hit a decent amount as well. So, I mean, you can just slide them down the depth chart a little bit and be Chad fine. Green's kind of taking that over a little bit. Too. Exactly. Right. Like yeah. you have, you have other pieces and other guys who can do um, those things, but Trevor Richards can give you length a little bit as well. So he has a good role into what he can do. I don't think he's going to end up being the back end guy, um, like a seventh inning guy like he was before. Because now, look, I mean, look at this team now with all the bullpen guys coming back with, with Swanee tomorrow. This bullpen's really, really fucking good. Like, where do you throw Swanee now? I mean, Chad Green looked incredible. Congratulations, by the way, on his first win was a Blue Jay. That's awesome, especially in a massive game like that uh, where it's really close. But I, Swanee's going to have to be – because sooner than later, right, Avery, and maybe I'm, my, my, I'm just dumb for thinking this, but you got to start throwing guys in their allotted – big word allotted <laughs> slots for the season right like for the playoffs right like you got to start at some point you got to start all right let's let's start giving swanee more just strictly eighth inning reps right yeah seventh inning reps or but see i d- sorry i i know the point you're going to make i'm sorry to cut you off there um but it's like so much more matchup based when we get to the playoffs. that makes sense yeah for so sure. it's like as long as you're getting high leverage innings i think it's fine so okay, let's go confident wise. So, where would Romano rank confidence wise for you right now? I'm like a, I'm a ten out of ten confident in him. I don't. He's, but that's what really, really relief pitchers go through these little struggles, right? Like I mean, that just happens to everyone. It's you're you're throwing one inning. Either it's going to be good or it's going to be bad. Yeah, you, ha- you don't have three or four innings to write your outing, um, and like get it on the tracks, right? You for sure. You- I mean, I guess for him on Friday, he threw one and a third or one and two thirds, whatever it was. Um, I'm 10 out of 10 confident in him. Like, I think it'd be dumb to say anything else other than that. What about you? Yeah, no, I would probably say I'm an eight. Like, I mean, you can never be 10, no matter what it is, especially I could be any closer on the planet. Me saying 10 out of 10 is like, I want him in the ninth inning. Like, oh, yeah. I I don't think he should lose his role based on that. I wasn't wasn't putting those words into your mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like every time I come in, I think he's going to get the job done. But I'm slowly starting to think that there's going to be less and less of a role for Trevor Richards in this bullpen, especially with Swanee coming back. Like, where do you throw Richards now? Because I am, I no, no respect to Silver Fox. He's been great this year for us, obviously. One of the reasons why we've been good, especially when he had to make those uh, opener starts. But, I trust Bowden Francis more than Trevor Richards right now. Like, I don't think that's a hot take. Like, Bowden Francis has looked incredible, and he's earned at least moving up the depth chart there in this bullpen, right? Yep. No, I agree with that. I don't know if it's a good contrast, but throwing Trevor Richards after, like, uh, Kikuchi is interesting because I I feel like they had always used to go... um, Gossman. The the splitter guys, yeah. And then it would go to another guy who's a two-pitch pitcher in... uh, in Richards, but it was a changeup instead of a splitter. I always thought it was interesting that they went back to back. We'd love to know, like, kind of their reasoning, or it's just they're Trevor Richards guys. He's going to go in after that and try and get, yeah. try and get yeah, a zero. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, Bobuchet obviously massive difference that game. And congratulations again to Chad Green. Let's go into the Saturday game, the fun game. Kevin Gossman 
shaving his head and just turning into prime Cy Young again. Rockstar shit. So I, do, do you know what happened? Because he got a haircut in Colorado. So what's not okay? This is what Schneider said. So Schneider gave I us think the inside I, scoop on this. Yeah, I think I know what what happened. So he got the haircut in Colorado. He said, and everyone on the team, like no one on the team, apparently noticed it or really said anything about it. And he didn't. Apparently, Gossman said it was in the middle stage of being long and short, and he didn't like being in like the middle of it, like you know, yeah. like where it's not too long, not too short. So he got it. He came back to Toronto, and they obviously have whatever there. And then he fully, like, he just went all, not all in, but like to short, where it's not somewhere in the half. So he cut it again here because he, he Schneider did say that that was the second haircut he's gotten. Yeah, so I understand because I remember in Colorado that he had cut his hair and it looked like a guy with long hair who was in the middle stages of growing it out again. That's a, that was exactly perfect. Yeah, I know, I know that feeling, man. You just get a you get a haircut that. You, you don't like, like it's you don't want to know if it's too long. And or then it's just like, why the fuck did I just cut my hair? And it's just like, whatever, just start over. I, that's why I shaved my head a couple years ago. I was just like, this haircut kind of sucks. Just like, yeah, take everything off. But I, I'm all for that. If you if, if if I know pitchers are superstitious guys, he's definitely a superstitious guy. Kevin Gossman, obviously shaving his head, just being like, all right, fresh start now. Now we go like now I'm not trimming this or cutting this to the end of the year. He looked incredible, Avery. He looked fucking insane. Yep. Eight innings, ten punchies. I was obviously in the building watching that. He he is solidifying himself. Oh, this isn't again. I'm just stating the obvious, but he is solidifying himself as the clear game one playoff starter, no matter what. Now I know last year there was a little bit of doubt about it, which is still crazy that Manoa started game one of the fucking wild card series. But Gossman is the game one starter obviously, and that's a guy that I trust to just go. That I hope John Schneider doesn't fucking pull early, but the. I know, Avery, we talked about this obviously a lot again as well. Like, um, this is just off topic, not with uh, nothing to do with Kevin Gossman, but George Springer is uh, is talked about as a guy that heats up, right? When yep. the season's when this when the, the leaves are starting to change, when it's starting to, the game's starting to get meaningful, all that type of stuff. September boat September George Springer is on a fucking heater right now, Avery, and this dude is not stopping. He's hitting 343 in the month of September, 12 for 35, two home runs, nine RBIs, 1,036 OPS, 571 slugging. This guy at the top of the lineup now, figuring it out, especially when bats like Whit Merrifield are really struggling, has been massive for this team. Two home run game on Saturday. Two. Fucking rocks. We need it. We need people to heat up, man. It's the time of the season where you need those Linsanity runs, those little crazy stretches as well. So uh, thank God. I I think we should have the conversation about moving him out of the leadoff spot for next season. Um, for sure. For sure. I think I think that time might be coming to an end for him. But for right now, that's, that's exactly what you need. A guy who's going to get the most at-bats on your team because he hits leadoff needs to be one of the hotter guys, and it's perfect for you. This team is really starting to heat up, though, all these bats, man. And I, it, It's going to be a weird conversation when Matt Chapman's back because you got motherfuckers like Calvin Bubble Biggio, and we talked about this on Saturday. We talked about this last podcast, who's really, really figuring it the fuck out, bro. <laughs> like I like Calvin Biggio more and more every day. I was... I was oh. out on Gavin, like started last year. He fucking rocks, dude. He's he's a fun player. It just I love. He just has these little grinder at bats where he whiffs on like ninety two. He's not even close. Like it's by you. It's fucking incredible w watching Bubble Biggio just rake. <laughs> it just it's awesome. And, and the guys love him, right? 
the, yeah, all the guys we... love him. That's what Schneider said. Schneider said he's just a great guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just seeing Bubble Vigio have success. I know I was a hater, generational hater, some may argue, but um, seeing him have success, man, is fucking awesome. Like, especially a, a depth piece like that, where a guy who's obviously when Chavin's back, he's not going to be playing as much, but he had a great game on Saturday. I know, obviously, the, the numbers aren't like crazy what he did on Saturday, but great at bat, massive at bat when you needed it uh, to score a run. So, Shout out to Bobo Biggio, bro. And this was, uh, yeah, this was like an insurance run. So it, it was, it, it, it's, it's good to see our guy Biggio just starting to figure it out. But that game Saturday was the Kevin Gossman game. I mean, that was just, like I said, absolutely fucking insane. Um, and you're starting to see these guys pick each other up now. I mean, you saw Kevin Kiermaier again today. Varsho's looking good. By the way, that catch Varsho made on Saturday. Sick. That was fucking ridiculous. Cameraman on Mars again, too. I, where well, do you, they where do they hire these guys? Well, you were there, right? So, did you see the camera? Angle yeah, I saw. It? I saw it after. I saw it on Twitter, like because I tweeted the clip of him catching the ball, and the entire comment section was camera guy thought that was at the top of the Sky Dome, like top <laughs> the top of the Rogers Center. So they're gonna need to have a. They're gonna need to have some contract. Someone talk, said was the camera guy a bar night last night. <laughs> it was a good yeah, but it's um. Dalton Varsho, it sucks he's not going to win a gold glove this year, right? Avery's not. He doesn't have an actual position. It depends on how they vote it. Yeah. He, because his war is combined between two positions, right? So he's it, not like a his, center. Uh, yeah, DRS. Yeah, his DRS. Because sorry. Kiermaier's really good in center, and then it's Stephen Kwan in left, right? So Yeah, so he should win one. He definitely should win one. I, why aren't gold gloves just outfield, outfield, outfield? Why does yeah. that have to be specific fucking positions? That's bullshit. You think so? Yeah. I know. Then I guess technically it would just be three center fielders winning it every year, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense, I guess. All right. Just talk me off of that real quick. <laughs> but no, um, what's, it's, uh, I don't care. And, and you have that fucking idiot fuck, Scott Wheeler, talking about this Jays bringing up the stats, Guriel and Moreno and all type of stuff. Listen, Dalton Varsho's defensive play makes that trade an absolute fleecing 10 times out of 10. He is so good, and he makes such a massive, massive difference defensively for this team. Where it's like, just give me 250, 240, and everything, and you'll you'll be perfect, well, right? Yeah. Like, too bad you're gonna get 220, but still, yeah, exactly. It's enough. We're gonna get 220, and we're gonna like it. Like but, the reason the pitching staff is also so good, and the numbers are so low, is because of the defense that's being played behind them. Yeah, there's so many. Like hits that would drop in plays that aren't made in the outfield when we had Teo and Lourdes out there as well. So I think it's been successful looking back on it. I yes, like I'm happy to have Daldvarsha in my outfield every time. Anytime a ball's hit close to him, I think that play is being made, and that's that's enough for me to to enjoy what he's done. I think the bat can come along um, as well, like another year. It's pretty decently young guy, right? So. Think he kind of figured out ton of team control again. I still like the move because he was saying like Gabriel Moreno had the best average or like the best catcher in baseball, some bullshit like that. He was that was just engagement farming. He knew he was trying to make some people angry. Yeah, exactly. But let's go into. I mean, so Vladdy obviously was a massive reason why the Jays won that game as well on Saturday. Is he eating up Avery? His last seven games, so the last week, eight for twenty four, three thirty three average, four eighty four on base, and slugging five hundred. Um, I know obviously you get to so see our that. generational hitters back, our generational hitters starting to figure <laughs> it out a little bit. And he made really good defensive plays. I don't know if you saw us on Saturday. 
Ernie overthrows a ball on Saturday and Vladdy jumps up and makes this sick behind like this sick tag on the baseline. Really? Yeah. He's really starting to figure it out defensively too. He's starting to feel it, feel it right at the right time here. So they're starting to give me, listen, I know they beat these dog shit teams, Avery, but they're starting to give me these little September runs that they always go on vibes right now. Eight, two in their last 10. I'm so happy to see it, dude. I, Let's need, keep... I need playoff baseball so bad. It's just like win game one against the Rangers too. Like just oh, keep keep pull, it keep pulling us in. Keep yeah, pulling us in. Absolutely. So I mean, again, this is a big series. This can change everything. Like they, they get swept and play their worst baseball of the season this week. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna be pissed. So this is this is just an absolute huge. This moment. sounds huge fucked, game. Avery, but I'm completely content with a split. You don't want it because you lose the tiebreaker, right? Obviously, you don't want to lose tiebreaker with the yeah. Rangers. But a split here wouldn't be the worst thing, right? Like, that's like, it sucks. You want to win a series at home, especially when you have the matchups. Like, Dane Dunning's pitching was fucking terrible. Jordan Montgomery's been fucking terrible. Max Scherzer's been terrible. All these guys have been struggling that are pitching for this team. But I wouldn't be mad about a split. Like, I, I seriously wouldn't. No, I mean... The ground doesn't change, and I think that we'd be happy with that. You're in the same spot in the standings, and we're four days later, closer to the end of the season. I yes, I think yes. we'd be be fine with that, man. And, and the Mariners have the Angels this week, so you know it's going to be just fucking. Uh, we're going to have to be scoreboard watching the Angels, feet, like the worst team I've ever fucking seen in the LA Angels. But yeah, it's uh, it, let's go into today's game, man. Like I said, Bubble Vigio just starting to figure it out again. You love to see it. Jose Barrios, he's the game three starter now in the playoffs, right? Like, he's just solidified himself as the the clear game three starter in the playoffs. Who's starting I, game two? Bassett. Okay. Bassett's been incredible. Yeah, no, I was I was confused as what we were going to do. Yeah, yeah, it probably goes. I don't, I don't know what, what order you – I think Barrios might even be two. Really? I've been ba- I, I wouldn't hate that. Bassett three? I think it depends if you win game one, which way you go, right? Yeah. I don't think they would do that because you'd want your guys on the schedule to do it. Yeah. Yeah, Brios too, and then like the Bassett to Kikuchi type thing in a game three, maybe. I don't I guess what it depends what team's playing and how they can balance their lineup. But Brios has been fucking great, man. He but he ha he he has to be. He has to he has to make a start in that playoff. He is yeah, yeah. He, 100%. he is the main reason this team is is as good as they are pitching wise. Like let's take a deep. I mean, I'm not gonna take a deep dive. Should look at his last seven games or whatever like that. But this guy, three six three ERA, his last thirty. He 171 innings pitched, man. Um, which is a lot for him. He's almost at his career high. He's 29 innings. I don't think he's gonna hit that of his career high. 29 innings away from his career high, but he's putting up these numbers that we paid him to do, man. Three six three ERA, um, twenty three home runs. His WHIP is down to one twenty, which is one of the best, second best ever been in his career, or third best, sorry. But uh, yeah, he is. I trust him every single time, and I know last year every single start you didn't know what you're gonna get from this guy. You know what you're gonna get now. You're gonna get a quality start from Jose Barrios. Besides that Cubs game, obviously, but you're gonna get a you're gonna get a quality start from Jose now. Every single time. He's been incredible. It sucks. Yeah. He's not pitching the fucking Ranger series, though. That's the shitty thing. Because you want your guys that are rolling the pitch in the series as well. But... 100%. Um, I'm happy with anyone we're kind of rolling out there at this point. I can't believe Ryu is so such an important part of this team. Um, I, I forget some of the things we said about Ryu being... I didn't... 
I don't know if we said we thought he'd pitch important innings or we were hoping that he didn't. Yeah. Another fucking masterclass. Thank God for him, man. He's saved this fucking team an insane amount. And and he is just he's making a case that he should maybe get the ball in a playoff series too. maybe an ALDS something. I don't know. That's a good problem to have, though. Avery just have a shit ton of good pitchers. Fuck it. Yeah. I mean, this team is is set up really well for a division series. The bullpen's so deep. It's going to be. I am And so it's good. like if you have four starters and Kikuchi's your long man, it's not that bad at all, dude. I Just get us win a series, please. Just please. Get, get into the playoffs. Get us into a series. Yes, win a fucking series. And this is this team is constructed to compete in the. Uh, this team is constructed to compete in the playoffs. Constructed to win four three three two, grind out games. Right, like that's that's a plus playoff baseball. When you have a good bullpen like that, you can go into a seven eighth ninth inning up one and have a little bit of comfortability, especially with this team. So this 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 is what they're built for. But uh, Barrios today, obviously incredible. Um, Kevin Kiermeyer coming through. We got to talk about that those three wild pitches back to back to back yeah can you explain i, I was at the field. you didn't see it okay no i saw it like i'm sure I, I don't know how to really explain it like i, like I saw what happened the best way to explain it is is he walks back to back guys which i'm not gonna say that's a reason for like you could start to see maybe the yips are starting to come in there but he walks back to back guys and then he throws this pitch where he falls off the mound and just launches it. And you're starting to see, like, what the fuck? Like, what, what's going on here? So he throws that. And obviously, that's in your mind, too. You just embarrass yourself on fucking national TV. I'm, I'm assuming that's not good for the mental health after doing that. No. So he does that. And then his next pitch is 98, elevated, not even in the same stratosphere as a strike zone. Vladdy scores. But the craziest part is, is, like, you'd think if something was wrong with the mound, which is what he was, like, pointing at after the third time, he would try to, like, call the ground screw over something. Like that. He doesn't do that. He throws the third consecutive pitch way over again, and Davis Schneider scores. So two pitches or three pitches, two runners scored on three pitches. So I don't know if it's the yips. I don't know if it's, like, the mound. Like, I don't know how you recover from that, but he they, they took him out after the third one. Yeah. No, so, that, and just think about four more days thinking about how that outing ended. It's going to fuck, especially a young guy like that. That's going to really fuck with his mind. But um, anyhow, anyway, man, I mean, like they, they tie the game and then fucking out of all the people, Kevin Kiermaier, who is folks, how bad do we want to resign this guy? Like this guy <laughs> has been, I don't know if they're going to be able to afford him, but he is incredible. And you could tell, like, even Schneider said, Schneider said he's one of the best teammates he's ever had, like Kevin Kiermaier. He said everyone loves him. Like, he just wants to win. Like, he's just a good, good teammate. Um, And he, like, he just launches a baseball, which is something that a guy that like that doesn't do. He's not a fucking home run hitter. And the, the, and shut, and the team shuts, the team just keeps buzzing. What do you think those, of his post-game comments? I didn't like it. <laughs> I don't like people. I don't like people guaranteeing stuff that's not guaranteed. That's yeah. like the worst, like old takes exposed shit ever. I love the confidence in it, and obviously, when you go on a run like the Jays are on eight and two in their last ten, you can get away with saying stuff like this. You have a lot of adrenaline, but I, I'm not a fan of. I don't know, man. I just, I just, 
just be happy about what just happened. Like, don't don't start calling out playoff runs and like we'll see you in October, all that type of stuff. Like, that's just uh, I, I don't I don't like it. I really don't. I agree. Yeah, but Kevin Kiermaier, man, awesome. Just I. And by the way, this guy just, I, like I said, I can't imagine what this dude's DMs are. But great series, great sweep. I'm happy to fucking be able to sweep teams again. The last one was against the Red Sox, which, I, like I said, I mean, it's not a dog shit team that you should be sweeping. You shouldn't be sweeping the Red Sox in Fenway. Obviously, no one predicted that, but it's awesome. And let's go into the biggest series of the year. The biggest series of the year. Meaningful baseball in September. We got Monday night football tomorrow, and we're parlaying it with fucking Blue Jays Rangers <laughs> um, on TV. Does it get any better than that, man? It doesn't. How much football did you watch today? Uh, I just sat on Alto's couch, and we just watched t- football all day. Me, oh, Alto Curtis. That rocks. And Jimmy. But, uh, yeah, let's go to the pitching matchups here. I got it here on my phone. Chris Bassett versus Dane Dunning tomorrow. Ryu versus Scherzer on Tuesday. That's going to be a That's going to be incredible. Imagine you could say that in 2016, that'd be a great pitching matchup. (laughs) Ryu and Scherzer. You say Coochie, Montgomery, Gossman versus Evaldi. Um, They'll set up pretty even, actually. I would say it's even besides... Evaldi's coming back from an injury. I would say, I I don't think it's that even. Like, I think Chris Bassett's way better than Dane Dunning. Ryu has pitched way better than Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer has been terrible for the Rangers since he got traded there. Kikuchi has been really good. Jordan Montgomery has been that good. And Gossman has been incredible. And of all these sucks, like he's just came back from injury. I mean, it doesn't suck. I was just go back, back, back from injury. Like, where are you at with this? Like, do you think this is a mission? Because you said it's even, but w- the more you dive into those probable, it's it's a Jay's advantage with the pitching. Yeah, no, I just think it's some good match. Like Dane Dunning's an okay, an okay arm who has had some success earlier this season. I think it's set up for like a split. For sure. Yeah, it's going to be a split. Like, that's... I'm so excited for the series, Avery. I am so fucking excited for the series, dude. This is going to rock. Yeah, this is this what... Is this is why you play play the game. This is why you watch all season. I'm I'm starting to get sad that we've got... Five weeks, three weeks left. Well, hopefully season. we have two months left. Yes. Or no, no, no. It'd probably like, be like, like six, seven, seven weeks. Seven weeks, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's not that... I'm, I remember how sad I was after last season ending. I think it's going to be worse. This we year. just feel empty. That's the problem. You yeah. know, you're just doing something for so long, like since March of this year, right? Two episodes a week since March. And then it's just like, fuck, by the snap, like by a weekend, right? Like, or not a weekend. I, I mean, like by like two days, it could be all gone. Like yeah. the season could be over. You get swept in the wild card series, right? Like they did last year. It's like, that's it. Two days and that's it. The entire thing you work for is all done. So positive vibes, man. I, I Like I said, a split is the minimum, I think. You can't lose this series here and give them and make them take the lead again and go up half a game. Um, I, I, I'm going to pro- I want to predict the split. I, I, I say they win the Bassett game and they win the Kikuchi game and they lose the Gal- they lose the Avaldi and the the Avaldi and the Scherzer game. I think Scherzer maybe figures out, but he's been really bad in crunch time games, so I'm not sure about that. But I'm going to say a split. I'm going to say a split. That that that's the best way to look at it. But I I, I think a split. Yeah, happy with that. And Schneider has faced uh, Scherzer before. Um, so that's going to be an awesome match. In the minors? So, yes, on like a rehab thing. Um, but before we end this, I mean, let's go into what Merrifield's still Avery. Like what? He's really cooling down, man. Yeah, crazy um, that he was just like hitting cleanup. <laughs> what Merrifield's hitting 203 in his last 15 games with a 254 slug and a 246 OBP. 
143 in his last seven with a 219 average, 143 slugging. You got to move him down the lineup, right? Fuck. Yeah, I think so. Like, try and help. Try and help him out. He's hitting cleanup for fuck's sakes, man. Like, <laughs> what are we doing, Schneidzi? But yeah, um, it, folks, this is the biggest series of the year, and I'm making an announcement, Avery. Eric Swanson said. If we get 500 viewers at once, I know we get, obviously we get thousands on the live streams after 500 concurrent. Is that the word Avery? Yep. 500 concurrent viewers for this Ranger series. He will be buying me and Avery Eric Swanson jerseys (laughs) and giving them to us. So do that for the people. I'm going to clip this tomorrow and we're going to get this out there. We need 500 viewers at least once to get this, to get the Swanee Jersey. So make it possible. Let's have a week. Enjoy the games, man. Like I tweeted, we could have five. The season could be over in five weeks, and we'll just be looking back on this like, I wish I didn't take this shit for granted. We have five weeks left, potentially plus more, whatever. Enjoy the meaningful baseball games, man. It. This is what we worked the entire year for. It's what we think did about, think about you shoveling your driveway in January on a Tuesday night when you'd rather be watching Blue Jays baseball. Yep, yep. Enjoy it, man. Don't take it for granted. Love you guys. Gate 14 forever. Thank you for everyone that's been showing the support, uh, the live streams, uh, the the meet and greet, like the bar night, the meet and greets, people that come up to us when they see us out in public. We love you guys, man. Gate 14 forever. Let's have ourselves a fucking week and let's win a series.